so I saw Avengers. Okay. By yourself? Yep. The way it was, <laughs> it was written before time that I would sure. see it alone in the third row. Couldn't drag anyone else in with you. On the aisle. Uh, at least at the last second was like, I just, I'm tired. I want to stay home. So I was like, okay. I had planned to go because that's like, that's how I kind of get away. Yeah. That's my mini vacation mm-hmm. every other week. So I walked in. I walked in, and it was kind of a fairly full auditorium. And this I was like, like open, "Well, it's only been out one weekend, one weekend, right?" Exactly. So only yeah, for a few days. Already. Yeah, opening weekend. Which I kind of feel like for this movie, if I'm not there opening weekend, then I'm not watching it until it's on DVD. Um, and so I was like, "Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm alone. I'm not gonna try and like squeeze into the perfect middle seat." I'm just going to sit wherever mm-hmm. uh, and just want to be left alone. So that meant third row right on the end. This is like third row, like the actual third row? Or? Third row. So you're really close to the screen. I'm close. Okay. But I'm thinking, again, I'm not like a purist for Avengers. Like I'm just there to have a fun time for yeah, a few but that's hours. That's like uncomfortable. I realize that now. <laughs> It was it was uncomfortable to the point where like during the trailers, they're showing action movie trailers. Yeah, and I couldn't follow the action. I was like, "This is not good." Yeah, I need to move. So I actually moved. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I could just like I'll take what's given to me. Right. The other thing too was, I saw the handicapped chair open, and a piece of me was like. So you started limping over to the chair. Exactly. <laughs> well, if you look at me, you you couldn't tell that I didn't need a disabled uh-huh. chair. Just just by the way I move. Sure. Um, and a piece of me was like, I'll just sit there. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> why not? The trailers have started. Uh, but I didn't. And at the end of the movie, when I got up to leave... A old man with a with a walker was in there, so I was like, "Okay, good, glad I didn't do that." But I think we've mentioned this before. Um, this is going to be like my old man complaining episode in mm-hmm. the beginning. Uh, I get to the end of the movie, and I'm like, getting my stuff together, and I wasn't sure if I was going to stay for the end credit scene, but I was like, whatever. I'm here and everyone's still sitting here pretty much and gets to the end credit scene and the end credit scene is you okay. There's something really gross on the outside of my cup that I just put my tongue on. I have no idea what it is (laughs) by the taste or by the feel by the taste that happened with me and my cup yesterday with some juice in it. Yeah. It was disgusting. I drank it twice. You know, like you need to confirm, mm-hmm. and it was really bad both times. Yeah. Are you gonna take another sip? Oh, of course. Okay. Not right away, but right. We'll follow this story as sure. it develops. <laughs> um. And so, we get to the end credit scene, which is not in terms of an end credit scene. I don't know what people would even expect. Right? They're not going to put in a movie-worthy clip. You know what I mean? It's just gonna like. Be a little, it's, it's almost like a delete, it's a deleted scene. 
go in thinking it's a deleted scene, right? I don't know if you've ever even seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm aware. And cre- you're aware. Uh, so we get to the end, and it. But that's that's isn't that the whole point of like seeing a Marvel movie in the theater? Right for the it's experience. Like the whole thing. No, but the whole thing is like, well, what's the what's the after credit sequence going to be on this movie? Right. What's going to happen next? We get to the end, and it's actually a consequential uh, scene. Like, stuff happens. I was like, okay. As soon as it's over, this guy behind me really loudly goes, we stayed the whole time for that? (laughs) And again, I wanted to turn around and be like, have you ever seen a Marvel movie before? (laughs) Like, why now, after 10 years, and I think it's like 18 films, you're, you're going to get upset? At right. a at a t te- at an end credit teaser. Yeah, I, I who are these people? Yeah, I like that his valuation of money spent was disrupted by a three minute clip at the end of the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> two and a half hour movie for that. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like you sat through. So I mean, I was just like, again, I'm like, what is? I I, I really had to fight the urge just to be like, excuse me, do you have a minute? Can we just sit down to how many Marvel <laughs> movies have you seen? Are you a fan? What brought you here today? Can you walk me through your priorities right now? Through, I really want to know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. So, did you like the movie? Yeah. It's fun. It's not like earth shattering, but, mm-hmm. and this will go back to last week's uh, uh, kind of episode. It, it is, you know, kind of remarkable that they can make a story like that coherent. Sure. They, they, they can actually make it make sense is a wonder. With that many characters. And all with that. that many characters and with like, it's comic books, you know? You're already dealing with an outsized universe with outsized characters and you're going to actually tell a coherent story. Uh, yeah. It's long. It definitely like feels long. Um, but yeah, for what it is, it's, it's fine. Really good. Wait a minute. Fine. Fine, really good. <laughs> I knew Let's it. Pick I'm a tra- side here. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I was thinking about my uh my star rating. And as you can tell in my uh working through, I haven't yet ranked it. Um haven't gotten around to it yet. Mm-hmm. So But what are you leaning towards? I'm leaning four stars. No, three, three and a half. Three and a half. I think three is good, and three, three and a half is average. really good. Oh, well, then it's three and a half. Okay. Because three's in the middle of the scale. Baseline. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I find three as like a B. It's a, it's, it's a, a passing. B? Right? B minus? No, it should be a C. A C? It's in the middle of the scale. I guess it's five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Four is a B. This leads me to another uh, quick question I have for you. Okay. Uh, So I have initiated a summer movie wager um, that I developed myself. Um, And part of my interest in doing this is just to see if it actually makes sense. Because I kind of I didn't go off of anybody's. I don't know anybody who did who does a summer movie wager like this. 
Right. So I was just like, I want to adapt it. My own. I don't want to do something where you like pick the top 10 movies of the summer or, you know, everybody gets a round robin pick of one movie and then you go up against each other. Yeah. I just wanted a more like level playing field. We all have the same chance and maybe involving more than just like 10 movies mm-hmm. that could actually involve the whole summer. So uh, I sent off the initial list and the idea to you and everybody else in our extended family. Right. I don't know that I had. It was within, I feel like, a minute of sending that you sent yours back. (laughs) (laughs) And so my first question is, how much thought did you put into your to your lists i i looked at the movies yeah and any movie that i wasn't familiar with Bottom. i looked up oh you okay just so i could familiarize myself with with who's in it what's it about what type of movie is it for it or is it and that was pretty much it and then i just it was just a gut feeling on all of them yeah because you fired it back pretty quick yeah, I, I for for a second I thought it was a joke. I thought it was just going to be the initial ranking that <laughs> was sent to you. So I had to look closely. Up oh, here's sip number two. How'd that go? It was fine. I I sipped from a different spot. I'm not taking my chances. If you're not taking your chances, you get another cup. You wouldn't drink from the same cup. No, I just drink from a different spot. But if, why would I use a different? Gl- why would I dirty another glass? Because the cup the is compromised. Is not. The whole thing isn't, though. It's just the one spot. What's on the spot? Take a guess. It's in my belly, whatever it was. Right. So. And so if there's one spot, do you think there could be a second spot? Well, I know the spot I just took a sip from is not dirty. So I'll just keep sipping from there. You're a pig. <laughs> um, okay. So, my, yeah, my first question was how much time did you spend on this? I mean, I didn't do it flippantly. Okay. I stand by my choices. Okay. Well, and, you know, we, we kind of cover, I'm the only one. So I basically have different tiers for right. um, how many? Four, four movies in each tier. Mm-hmm. And there's I, five tiers. And there's five tiers. And I tried to break it up where the highest, trying to group them together. The highest earners are in tier one, mm-hmm. tier two, lesser. So in tier two, I'm the only one who has Deadpool 2 right. as number one. Every everybody else, meaning you and Bill, uh, put Jurassic World two. Mm-hmm. I claim today that that's that's going to be my winning move. Do you stand by your Jurassic absolutely, World two? Absolutely, because the only reason I put that number one number one was because the first Jurassic World was a humongous hit. Right, it made a ton of money, so I feel like it will make a ton of money again. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's gonna suffer from not being a very good movie. The it's first a, one wasn't a good movie. No, that's what I'm saying. The, the the first movie got the bump of being, oh, Jurassic World is back. I Jurassic mean, Park. Transformers continue to be it enormously drops. highly grossing movies. They're it still drops. making a ton of money though. Well, they're not making them anymore. Um, my 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 second question is, out of this list, just kind of off the top of your head. Are there any movies you are legitimately interested in seeing this summer 
that are in the no, summer I, yeah, movie? I don't think so. Uh, let me look at the list real quick. But very doubtful on that. I can pull. I mean, you can pull it up, or I can pull some out. And again, I know I'm jumping back to an old topic. Tag should be the number one movie on your least anticipated movies list. Above I, everything else, Tag. As soon as you saw that trailer, so there's actually six tiers, and nope. Uh, from all six. From all six, there's not a single one of those movies I want to see. Hereditary. Incredibles 2, maybe? What, what? What's Hereditary, the horror movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Incredibles 2, no? Sure. You know what I'm actually interested in seeing? I might regret this. Um, the Meg. Yeah, I mean. About the giant whatever. shark. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, that was, I just wanted to get some, I had some assumptions about how much time and, and, and your interest level on the summer movies. I just want, but I also, you have to realize I got the email at work. It wasn't doing anything. So as soon as I got it, I just started doing it. And I appreciate that because other people in our family, yeah, there are other people didn't even respond, right? In threat. Yeah. Against threats of death. I told them that they would be dead to me. Yeah. If they didn't do this and they didn't care. All right. Um, okay. Brief update on bumper stickers. <clears throat> okay. This is also an old topic going back to it. Yeah. But I've continued in my uh, hobby of taking pictures of bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person caught me. Mm. Yeah. I was on the move. So I had to like snap a bunch of pictures as I was like, we were stopped at a red light. I was getting out. I got the green. I had to move and I was taking pictures. When I went by, my camera was, was up. Like you, you couldn't tell that I was like taking pictures, but it was up. Mm-hmm. And the person just looked over at me and gave me like a really dirty look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, so I think people do know this more than. I think you're probably just reading into it. Well, anyway, this one is like a, Really like serious looking bumper sticker. Um, and it says, um, all right, here, let me see if I can find a good one. Okay, well, you can't really see, it's kind of fuzzy, but it says, I break for trains. And it has like warning, like almost like warning tape mm-hmm. on the top and bottom. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say, you know, all, everything. Number one, who cares? Number two, well, what kind, what, what is that alerting me to? Sure. If you see a train in motion, is that alerting me that you're going to jam on your brakes because you just, you're a train enthusiast and you're going to stop and watch it go? Mm-hmm. Are you just alerting me that you are going to extra follow the railroad crossing? Mm. But everyone has to stop for trains. Right, exactly. Everybody has to break for trains. Yeah. If I see a train, I break too. <laughs> right. Like I have no other choice. <laughs> How are you distinguishing yourself? Sure. How, like, again, with the person who, uh, who was like, 
all that for that bumper <clears throat> at the end of that Marvel movie? Does it have like a picture of a train on it? No, it, it has. So again, it's it, not like an a th- maybe it's like a maybe that's like a um, like a charter vehicle or something, and it has to be on there for legal reasons. It is not. It is a uh, now that I think my picture does show. It's like a Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get through all these pictures of my son who put dice in his toes. Um, yeah, so no, it's a, uh, yeah, I break for trains. It's a Jeep. So I, again, I want to know, like, did you purchase that? You know, did you literally, what store were you in? They, I, they really like trains. Where you're like, oh, I break for trains bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. That goes on Perfect. there. Again, the only sticker on there. Yeah. And if anything, they probably had to like search that out. They probably put more effort into buying that bumper sticker than you did buying a new microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Is there a business model? of really self-evident bumper stickers that people will like, they just want everyone to know that they like, right. I, I want to make one that says I obey the law <laughs> <laughs> and just see how many of those I sell. stop for red lights. <laughs> I, I follow all traffic laws and just will people have that all over. Will that like take the nation by storm? I like that. Yeah. Are, do we need to now look up like let's let's get twenty. Let's get twenty <laughs> bumper stickers to say I obey the law. Right. And let's see how those do. And then yeah. we'll work out from there. The way that you have your um your your microphones. Well, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about it because well, these microphones are now like these are like mad maxed out. I'm ex- I've I've I have attached so much fo- extra foam yeah. around the microphones now because ever since we started recording again, I've been listening to the, I feel like I must have forgotten how to set it up during the break because it sounds slightly off to me and it sounds slightly more like echoey than it was before. So this is in an effort to like clamp down on that. Okay. Well, you have a band. I'm touching it on mine. Yeah. Yep. And you, you have, have one. one on yours too. Exactly. And then you have like, so it's blue and then you have a gray. Uh-huh. <laughs> the way that you're holding it, because you don't have a, a, what are these called? Uh, a holder? Yeah. Like a I extended. Don't know what it's yeah. yeah. You're holding it and it looks like you have a big, goofy, like wire smile uh-huh. and that the gray <laughs> is like a big nose. Uh-huh. It just looks like I'm looking at the goofiest. And then your eyes are like just peering over it. Sure. You look like Wilson. Wilson. You look like, Wil- no, but Wil- you look like Wilson, but if the fence had like a little nose thing and then mm-hmm. a big, dumb smile. Sure. Line. If the fence was made out of soundproofing foam and paracord and, and zip paracord, ties. Yes. <laughs> and it roughly made a face. Sure. Justin, what makes a bad trailer? 
let's explore this topic by analyzing the Venom trailer. Okay. I mean, for me, this is like, right, prophecy fulfilled, right? Who's because prophecy? I, my prophecy about how bad comic book movies are, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't need to say anything because this trailer speaks for itself. Yeah. But I've just, been saying all of this prior to the Venom trailer. And just, now people are going to come flocking to me like I'm like you're the Ace Rajnish. Ventura. Yeah. Right. Walking. Uh, no. Hey, not every comic book movie. Right. Just most. Sure. Um, so <clears throat> I kind of wrote down a little a quick breakdown of the trailer. Yeah. And it's something that is kind of like so bad that it's stuck with me. Like from the first moment I saw this trailer, I was like, ugh, this is a bad trailer. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get away from it. And then, of course, I watch Avengers and then there's the Venom trailer again. And seeing it on the big screen, I think really made me go like, this is. Oh, so oh, they played it before Avengers. I oh, guess of course. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Right. So I kind of got to work today, and all I was really thinking about were like all the different ways the Venom trailer is bad. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to break those down a little bit. Um. So no, I kind of did this. I just want to say this real quick. Yeah. I, the, maybe the reason this doesn't stand out for me is because I don't see this as being any worse than any bad movie trailer. You know what I mean? Like, there are a million bad movie trailers that are just as bad as this. Listen, I didn't come prepared. I am more than happy to make this a, a opening segment of the next few episodes <laughs> where we just, or not we, maybe me. I don't know how involved in this you're going to get, but where I just break down a bad movie trailer and okay. then we explore, like, just maybe one from each genre. Mm-hmm. You know, next let's let's do a bad horror movie trailer. Um, like Truth or Dare. That's a, that's a bad one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so this is kind of fire up your your Venom trailers. This critique is going to go in chronological order of the trailer itself. Yeah. Starting with this is like a. Easter eggs video for like a destiny trailer. Or okay. Something. This is, this is the other thing you, you know, I kind of told you that I breaking I, down the infinity, infinity gauntlet trailer. Is that what it's called? Infinity war, infinity war trailer, right? Yeah. This is also kind of doing that thing where, uh, you know, in, in searching for kind of real reaction videos, I did bump up against a lot of non real reaction videos. And mm. then a bunch of like trailer analysis videos where I was like, is this a thing? Is this even profitable? Like, watch me watch this and then watch me just make stuff up as I watch mm. it again. So, Venom trailer <clears throat> starts with in association with Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's like the certified retailer tag on cell phone stores. Yeah. You know, or it's kind of like, a meat-like substitute product <laughs> where they're basically saying like, listen, this isn't meat per se, but it's good enough that you're going to shove in your mouth right. and eat it. Yeah. So we'll call it whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they're just like, 
tangentially involved with Marvel and trying to glom a little off of that. Yeah. So wait a minute. This is not a Marvel movie? So because this is so I guess this falls under that whole Spider-Man umbrella, whatever right. that issue was. Marvel property. So, so Marvel still doesn't own Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, they they have like an agreement with Sony. Basically, mm-hmm. Sony was like, listen, we don't know what we're doing with mm-hmm. this stuff. You take it back, but we're going to get a nice chunk of whatever Spider-Man brings in. Yeah. Um, and so Marvel, Marvel, who's literally, I don't know how much money they have. It's. Well, I mean, they're owned it's by obscene. Disney. So. Yeah. Yeah. But how much just Marvel's bringing in right. is probably obscene. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. You can you can have a little nibble. Right. Uh, it's like the tax plan. Like, you can have yeah, some crumbs. Exactly. And you'll be right. happy for the crumbs. Right. Um, Here's your $11, 11 uh, a month. <laughs> Here's your Costco membership. <laughs> Here's your Costco. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. The first line spoken by Tom Hardy sound like they caught him doing vocal exercises <laughs> or like he's speaking his first words after an extended vow of silence. Quote, the man you work for is an evil person. That's his, but his, his, the way he inflects that line mm-hmm. is like, not just at the end of a word. It's like he extends a sound and then will inflect at the end of that. Mm-hmm. It's just like saying the two letter word and like and mm-hmm. and it makes no sense. Well, right. It's like he's workshopping it in his apartment, like an hour after he got the script. Right. I was like, his line reading was as surprising to me as like any M Night Shyamalan twist yeah. ending. <laughs> after seeing the trailer once, uh, when he says right after that, I'm going to do my job. <laughs> It became funny to me because just based on casting Tom Hardy and his physicality, what what would you think his job was? Right, exactly. I would say he looks like a roofer. Like you'd expect him to like climb up a ladder and start sh- uh, heaving shingles over his back. Right. It's like I'm a, I'm going to do my job, and then the movie cuts to him climbing in a bulldozer and clearing out like a road. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like an MMA fighter. Like he yeah. looks like an MMA fighter. And uh, the, the second twist is the very next line. He says, I'm a reporter. <laughs> and you're like, he's not a reporter. This guy's not a reporter. I, I was like, he could have said that he's like, I'm an Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that's, that makes as much right. sense. Um, I also wrote down here, just kind of playing that out um, because the, the next scene shows his, uh, his reporting style. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it shows him like with his reporter's notepad and he's like gestating like with one hand, like overly like trying to make his points in a very strange way. Mm-hmm. And the point that he's making is like, what do you say to the allegations that your company preys on the less fortunate and does tests that kill them? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you have your pad open for that? Like, right. all you're saying <laughs> is you're just like, you take advantage of the less fortunate. That's, a, that's what corporations do. Right. It's like a Mad Libs for villains. <laughs> right. It's like, no, the, these are just like generic descriptors. 
You're supposed to actually put in different words there. <laughs> the 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 funny thing is the the key to that is the end where he says um that end up killing people. Uh I couldn't help but think about his like reporting technique which apparently just seems to be ambush your subject and then just hit them with all you got right up front. Mm-hmm. I was like I hope in the movie the previous line is hello and then he's like I hear you kill people. <laughs> and and I hear you're bad. I hear you're bad. And, the, and then he gets escorted off and you're like, yeah, what'd you think, buddy? <laughs> it's not, that's not how you entrap somebody. Right. <laughs> it's not like reporting 101. Yeah. You got to like butter them up. You got to get in there. You got to, you know, you don't just lead with your big guns, get ex- escorted off and be like, I am a awesome reporter. Yeah. Um, there's also a scene where hand covers the camera yeah. was being escorted off. I was like, there's no way that there's an actual person filming that scene. Well, right, in the exactly. Film. Is he a, like a newspaper reporter? Or is he an anchor? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't verify this. I wanted to say he's also using a pencil, which if that's true, I was like, again, seems like that's basic reporting one one You don't make your notes in pencil or else at the end of the scene, He's going to be given back his pad and somebody's just going to have like erased all of his notes. It's going to be like, crap, I lost everything. Yeah. Or the lead breaks. Or the lead breaks. You can't write anything down. There is one scene where you see him hold what he's holding, but I couldn't verify it was a pencil, so I left that off. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, that that's uh, what I put. Okay. Oh, yeah. The hand covering the camera. That was added for the trailer, which maybe we can pursue this later on. I think it's the sign of a bad movie. If a movie has scenes that are exclusively for the trailer, that's a, that's a pretty good clue that they don't have a lot going on in the film itself. And they're like, we need to make this trailer look really good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Go handheld and have somebody stick their hand over the lens, make it feel you're th- like you're there, so somebody can actually feel something watching right. this. You know, the movie's so bad that they can't even make a coherent enough trailer without throwing in like some reshoots. <laughs> right. Listen, we almost got this trailer down. We just need another month of reshoots to really nail it. Uh, the other thing too, I'm going to place a bet. I will bet anything that. The uh, the film itself does not have somebody f- actually filming that scene. That that Sorry. that that is true. That yeah. that's truly added for the for the trial. I am yeah. confident. Um. Okay, fifty six seconds in. If you freeze it, it re- it's revealed that he has a ring on his pointer finger. Yeah. Number one, is that a thing? Yes. It is? Yes. Have you seen it in public? Yes. Yes. This is exactly why I have a note here, which I think this is another case for our taste police, which is guys wearing extra rings. Yeah. Why would you put on your pointer finger? Like, I can't. Well, I mean, I understand it from like a fashion thing. If you're like really into the fashion of it, but like with. A reporter, why is he going to have an extra ring on? More to that point, there's a guy I work with. He's an engineer. 
right? That's like superheroes in capes from The Incredibles. <laughs> That's going to get caught in something. Right? This guy is like a 50-something-year-old engineer. No, he's like a numbers and databases oh. type of engineer. Oh, I thought he's like actually building. It's going to no, get no, caught no. in a gear. No, no, no. And he's like the most mild-mannered guy you'll ever meet in your life. He's got a coffee. He's got one of those novelty coffee cups. Left-handed coffee cup. Uh-huh. I'm left-handed whatever that's got a hole in it. So if you drink it with your right hand, you'll spill your coffee on yourself. He's got a ring. He's got a wedding ring. He's got a ring on his index finger. And he has a ring on his thumb. Ooh. On, like, both hands. Ooh. And are they silver or gold? Are they silver. all different? Silver. They're just, like, regular rings. Um... Yeah, that's that that to me is excessive. Um especially if you're putting it on your on your pointer finger. There's something that you said that made me think of something that now I'm forgetting. I mean, I'm not into it at all. I don't like rings, period. Yeah. I don't like to have them on my fingers. Oh. Why would you put on your pointer finger when God named and gave us <laughs> a ring finger? Uh-huh. Right? Sure. Maybe just load that one up with rings. Yeah. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Uh, but also, to a little bit of a later point, it's this, it's, the rings on his fingers are the same reason why he has 20 bracelets on his wrists. Because that's just what Tom Hardy wears. And he, could, he cares so little about this movie that he's just wearing the stuff that he wears. All right. He's not bothering to change from getting out of the limo on the set to start shooting. Right. Right. He just keeps all of his stuff on. Hey, Tom, you think you need all those uh, bracelets and rings? Yeah, exactly. It's my character. Right. He's a journalist. <laughs> of course. He. Yeah. That is the that is his that is the subconscious manifestation of I'm just here for the paycheck. Yeah. Get this over with. Um, I'll come back to that. Or maybe. Eddie Brock wears rings and bracelets. Is that in his name? The comics. Brock. Yeah. Oh. Eddie Brock. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I, then I uncovered a true Easter egg in this there trailer, you go. and uh, didn't actually even write it in here because I didn't know what I There's what I one. found. There's one for you, Marvel heads. <laughs> Marvel heads. Get out those pencils. <laughs> Get out your uh, reporter's notepad. Um. The Life Foundation. One of the characters works for the Life Foundation. Yeah, now what is that? So, again, it seems to be like the evil company. Okay. Which, to me, in like um, comic books, I'm sorry, your, your neighbor is doing the thing again where they just like... Yeah, he just park, sits in his car. Just sits in his car. All right, mm-hmm. he's out. I'm sure he's going to pull back out later. Yeah, he anyway. does it all, all night long. Um, and he is also... I, this was a while ago, but rem- during Christmas, they, they're one of these people that like put out just a ton, a of, ton stuff. of stuff. Yeah. And he put the hologram Santa Claus in his yeah. window and I, and we, and you came over and you noticed it and we were outside on the front porch and I was like, that thing is creepy. Right. And then I realized he was outside when I said that and he's like looking at me after yeah. I said it and he has not put it up since. It's been like two or three Christmases since I said that, and he has not put it back up. <laughs> so I feel bad, but at the same time, it was creepy. Like, 
mission accomplished because well, I don't have to see that thing anymore. Maybe what if you we we should orchestrate so you walk out and when he's out there you really loudly be like it's really creepy when people sit in their cars <laughs> in their driveways with their garage doors open, right? Um so yeah, so the the life institute it's either like either the company's called like Satan Incorporated or it's like <laughs> life, you know, it, it swings right. to the other end of the spectrum. But yeah, yeah, if if you heard of like the Life Company Corporation, <laughs> wouldn't you immediately be like they're up to no good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody's freaking out because there's a movie last year or maybe even two years ago called Life that came out mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal. We talked about it on here actually. Mm-hmm. And the movie's not good. And people are like, oh, this is a Venom prequel because it's about mm-hmm. people up in space and this like Oh, the blob, space movie. Okay. Yeah, and this blob monster gets out mm-hmm. and then it ends up crashing back to Earth. And I didn't understand what they're talking about until mm-hmm. I found out that, no, the corporation's called the Life Corporation. And the movie's called Life. And I was like, was that just a desperate plea by those filmmakers to be like, please Cloverfield us? Please <laughs> just buy our film and tie yeah. it into your universe because we don't have a good film here. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to bomb. And I think they missed a, they missed a chance there because yeah. the freaking movie's called Life in yeah. Space. And the thing looks like the Venom thing. Yeah, no, it's probably it was probably one of those things where it's like, hey, look, we're just going to do this real quick. We'll make it life. And these Marvel guys, they're so big, they'll just buy it. We'll just buy us out. And But then it got to the point where it's like, you guys have to make this or like we're going to lose a bunch of money. So like, uh, all right, well, I guess we're making this movie then. Maybe they didn't know that Marvel didn't have the rights and they were <laughs> yeah. actually dealing with Sony. Then right. they were like, listen, we barely got the lights on over here, okay? Um. All right. After that, uh, Jenny Slate uh, says the line. She, she says the word symbiotes. Mm-hmm. Did you watch a trailer? Did that stand I did, out to it you didn't at all? Stand out. I mean, it may have. I don't know if it stood out. I think I was still probably what stood out more to me is that Jenny Slate was in this Venom movie. Not that I'm like a huge Jenny Slate purist or anything, but like, again, she just seems like one of those, like, I mean, it it just is like one of those moments where it's like, you realize that like, when it comes to like decision making, Hollywood is no different than any other nine to five job. Yeah. Well, you're just picking jobs to make money. Well, yeah, but it made me think about the other side of it because I like Jenny. I think Jenny Slate's funny in Mm -hmm. what I've seen her appear in. And I don't blame her for taking the job. Yeah. You know, if I was an actor, you'd see me all over Avengers and Mm -hmm. and Marvel like movies in all the certified retailer versions of (laughs) of uh, of superhero movies. Life. Life, I'd be all yeah. in life. Um, I'd be motion capturing the blob <laughs> if I had to, just rolling around the floor. Um, so I don't blame her. But what is the what's the thought process on the filmmaker side? Like yeah. part of it, part of it makes me think it's a reverse idiocracy. And the thing about idiocracy that always stuck out to me is like 
that movie involves a lot of like comedians and independent kind of filmmakers and, and actors mm-hmm. who seemingly are the ones who are uh, putting out the crap. Getting made fun of. The idiocracy is like, yeah, right, pointing to. Yeah. Dax Shepard is in it. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Punked. Like, Punked started it. Yeah. It started, uh, I think Punked predated Jackass, right? But you can you can kind of make a direct connection between, like, Punked, reality TV, like, uh-huh. definitely from, like, Punked to Jake Paul. Sure. Like, that is not yeah. even seven degrees of separation. That is, <laughs> that's pretty related. Yeah. And, and I just feel like whenever I watch Idiocracy, I'm like, what are these people doing? <laughs> Like, what's the joke here? Is the joke like they're like, we know where it's mm-hmm. like the Adam Sandler thing mm-hmm. where like Adam Sandler has to know he's pumping out like toxic garbage and he's just like, I don't care. Um, I don't think he does know. Well, I think he'd stand by the movies he makes. You haven't seen funny people, right? Yeah, I've seen funny people. Well, that in that movie, he may like he plays an actor who makes these like crappy comedies that are yeah. all kind of like. Not even squint. They're they're almost like one for ones yeah. on actual films that he made. I don't know. I mean, I guess the I. But I mean, there are people who genuinely like his movies now, right? The bad yeah. movies. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I so think it, that it, does fall apart on his end when he is like making fun of it himself. I mean, he has obviously has to at least be aware of it. Well, I think it falls apart when you think about Am Sandler as being the one who's ranting in his mansion about how he makes movies for the blue collar worker. Mm-hmm. I don't think they does. I think that he's in there being like, these things make money and I don't know why. And yeah, I'll keep cranking uh, see, them I out. Don't, I don't think I'd go that far. <clears throat> yeah. Well, cause I think he's like, this brings my friends together and gives me a paycheck and mm-hmm. I'll go to Hawaii and make another one of these turds, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I think it's like almost like the reverse of that where people are like, Hey, how can we kind of like, signal to the hip cool kids like come and see our movie we got you we got jenny slayton here and jenny slate wouldn't be part of anything crappy yeah i don't think jenny slate's pulling anybody into the venom movie though that wouldn't (laughs) already be going um all right so uh then after uh that you have a scene. Here's the scoop. There's a scene of an x-ray machine, and on it it says Brock. And the skeleton's being, like, injected with something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Brock was. But there you go. Yeah. He's getting injected. Then you see him go home, and he runs to his bathroom, and he takes out a pill bottle. And out come the <laughs> brightest yellow pills mm-hmm. I have ever seen in my life. Did that stand out to you? They're like, I've never seen no. a pill that yellow before. Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember that scene, but the pill itself did not stick out. They're huge. <laughs> the other thing, too, is he does the classic thing where he just like grabs a handful and shoves them in his mouth. Yeah. I love when movies do that because I'm like, there are real consequences for over medicating. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people are like, I need my heart pills. And then they literally just like down as many right. as they can fit in their mouth. I'm like. That's not good for your heart. You know what well, I mean? Well, when you have an alien symbiote 
shooting out of your back. You need all the yellow pills. Somehow miraculously not tearing your clothing. You need all the giant yellow pills you can take. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. By yeah. the way, you uh, have been known to take some uh, some off-brand, <laughs> off-brand questionable yeah. street medication. Were they uh, of differing colors? Like no, those they were pink. The- they were just okay. giant. <laughs> well, these are giant, so. <laughs> like, I could have taken a bite out of it. <laughs> right. What if that's on the meal. instructions? <laughs> right. Just take one bite at a time. <laughs> um, okay. A minute 27 in. Freeze it. I count eight bracelets. My prediction is that Tom Hardy becomes the Johnny Depp of bracelets. There's that Onion article where it's like Johnny Depp now just a collection of scarves. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I see that as being Tom Hardy's future. Yeah, potentially. Uh, the thing that works probably the best in this trailer is Tom Hardy's reaction to his arm extending a guy through a window and then saying, I don't know. He doesn't articulate all of, I don't know. It's just a quick. Well, that's his signature though. The and m- his the mumble voice and his face. Like he double takes his own hand Yeah, in a way that I found, uh, completely immersive. I felt like he clearly. Uh, went full Daniel Day Lewis and method acted. <laughs> sure. Uh, at least that scene. But the, the thing that's interesting to me about that scene is that other movie is coming out. Upgrade. L- upgrade. And they have literally, he has literally the exact same reactions. It's I mean, insane. It's almost like it's a, it's like it's the, the, uh, uh Gus Van Sant shot for shot psycho remake exactly except somehow like simultaneous uh that is one thing that i i maybe I, i'm not uh maybe this i am overreacting to it mm-hmm. but when i watched upgrade and venom i just felt like the universe tilted a little bit mm-hmm. like i got a peek behind the curtain and i shouldn't have how did these two films get made uh, roughly around the same time as complete independent ideas. Well, this is this is this is the thing. Comic books with Venom, comic book movies have now ventured into the completely generic Hollywood movie territory because you're now getting this Venom movie is being it's getting its own cheap knockoff like how all of these other big blockbuster movies get before they get released like um like when uh like whenever the big disaster movies come out there's always like another disaster movie that comes out like a month before you know what i mean and it's like you know that obviously like this studio probably caught wind of this thing being made and so they're just pumping this out to make some cheap cash a month before it gets released. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, but and I, so now it's happening with comic book movies. Yeah. Because it, they've become so they've become such a big part of the mainstream that it just is like we can rip this off quickly and make some decent cash from it. Yeah, it just seems like it's uh it's such a specific story and they even got the guy that looks like Dom Hardy. Yeah, it's that crazy. is strange. It's crazy. But, it, I mean, it's even with that other trailer that we saw before A Quiet Place, the, the trailer where we're like, is this an X-Men movie? But it's like they're just ripping off the X-Men story. Yeah. Uh, the extension out of his back that they show, it did make me think, like, 
How does that not rip his sweatshirt? Yeah. Does are we to believe that it absorbs the sweatshirt and extends it too? And then like brings everything back? To me, Hulk, I can take. But this seems like a bridge too far. <laughs> uh, so Hulk becoming 10 times as big but still keeping the tiny shorts on, you believe? Well, if you actually watch the movie, they do have uh, Bruce Banner coming back and being naked. Oh, okay. So um, they, they at least try a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, a minute 45. The least realistic explosion I've ever seen. Not ever. I've seen it in a while. Uh, here are some questions about why does this look so bad? Mm-hmm. Is it because, A, they made the explosion blue for some reason? <laughs> the entire explosion is blue. Well, maybe it's the gas that's blowing up. Or is it, B, that literally through the explosion, a car drives untouched C other uh-huh. or D all of the above. Well, what's supposed to happen to the car when it drives through the car's not going to just explode. It's supposed to like get like knocked off its axis a little bit. Why, it's a, f- a blue flame, an explosion. It's not just a blue flame. It's an explosion. Well, I mean, the car's not in the explosion, right? It drives through it after it's happened. It's like during oh, okay. it's very, very close. Um. All right. For some reason, this keeps resetting me to the top, and I lose my my place. Okay. Then he says, "We only hurt bad people." As he's walking down a yeah. street, yeah. Which I wrote, uh, seems to promise all the philosophical and moral uh, musings of a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Um. It's like. Uh, it's just like a. They could have pulled that from Kanye's Twitter. Right. <laughs> I only hurt bad people. Okay. An article on IGN is trying to convince me that that's Tom Hardy voicing Venom and not Lance Reddick. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to believe that. I'd have to listen to it, but it didn't stick out to me. Then it shows him running through an old log <laughs> as an action point. No, that I don't remember either, but that sounds hilarious. He's running through a forest and there's an old log as venom or as himself as himself. He is running and he just lowers his shoulder Mm -hmm. and explodes through uh, the log. Yeah. It just made me think of like the NFL draft, like Mm -hmm. going to the combine and just some guy trying to impress people. Right. And they like bring out an old log and lay it on the field. He just lowers his shoulder and bursts right through his old log. Maybe it was just uh, borrowed leftover footage from uh, The Revenant. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he's in that. Yeah. Now I get your joke. <laughs> Him running through a log is then trumped by the motorcycle that, from what I can tell, He's driving through like the streets of San Francisco, maybe, and mm-hmm. there's a hill, and he's just driving just way too fast to go down this hill properly, and he launches himself <laughs> like 150 <laughs> feet into uh-huh. the air, losing contact with the motorcycle, but then Venom oh, right. okay, reaches out, yeah. 
with his clothing sure. along his sides, not even his hands, it's like his sides, mm-hmm. and brings him back on the motorcycle, which just looked like a dumb X game stunt. <laughs> yeah, you I was know. About to say. And yeah. it didn't look good. Like, it didn't look good. And yeah. all these ideas, like, I remember the old Wolverine trailer where it shows him, like, launching off a motorcycle and flying at a helicopter. And even in the, I even watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. The trailer looks so yeah. stupid. <laughs> Why are people trying to make the flying motorcycle yeah. work? You know, I feel like these are people that grew up on E.T. And they were like, man, I love that scene E.T. You know, it'd be better. If they were all on motorcycles. No, they grew up on Mission Impossible 2. And it's just been one-upping since then. Right? Yeah, well, people... there's a motorcycle duel in that movie. There's a motorcycle duel, but people need to get off of this idea of, like, somebody using a motorcycle to jump... Oh, sure. You know, 100 feet in the air. Yeah. Um... Then we get the big reveal of Venom. Which made me think, like, Venom just looks too much. It looks like, I, I guess, you know, he looks appropriate to the comics. Mm-hmm. But when his whole face comes together, maybe if I saw him in real life, I'd be terrified. But I feel like there's also a chance that I'd see him and just kind of laugh and be like, <laughs> wow, man, you're really, you're really, like, do you need that many teeth? Yeah. Do you're you need, trying a little bit too hard. You're trying a little too hard. Like, yeah. tone it down a little yeah. bit. Like, come on. Um, so, anyway, the, the only other thing that uh, made me think, like, I looked, and again, this has, like, five different writers or something like that. Yeah. And I'm looking at, like, the different writers. Uh, because I think that writing matters in a good film. <laughs> and, again, I saw, like, some of the... Um, work that these people did it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, Fleischer who did Zombieland which was okay mm-hmm. 30 Minutes or Less which was terrible Gangster mm-hmm. Squad which was a huge bomb and but was it bad <clears throat> yeah it was okay and he has like one of his writers the guy who wrote Gangster Squad with him mm-hmm. along for the ride they have another writer and she was a writer on Fifty Shades. Um, and I just don't know how writers get in charge. Like, how do you compile writers? Mm-hmm. Is it literally just like, hey, you're my buddy, grab a friend. Mm-hmm. And then they just like grab a friend who like wrote a movie. Yeah. Are studio execs in charge of any of this? Because I don't know how you sell that. I don't know how they're like, <laughs> I don't really know about this Venom movie. It's like, listen, we got the writer from Gangster Squad. And Fifty Shades. So I think we really got some magic work in here. You know? Like, I don't see that appeasing anybody. Yeah. But somehow, these writers, and I kind of said, like, David Goyer in the Batman. Like, Mm -hmm. I looked at his resume. Anything that he did alone is, like, ridiculed as one of the worst examples of whatever it is he tried to do. And when you figure out what he did in the good things, like the Batman movies... He was responsible for the worst ideas. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Paul Haggis. The guy is like <laughs> responsible for the worst ideas. It's like they bring him on, you know, 007. Yeah. People are like, man, Quantum of Solace sucked. And you realize like, yeah, Paul Haggis had like 80% input in this like whole Quantum idea. Of Solace. Shut up. <laughs> We're not even touching that. 
But I just don't understand the the career of no, a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mystery to me, especially but, with comic book films. Yeah. I, again, like I said, it all goes back to this. Just it's just become a factory. It's just become a factory job at this point, and it's like, it's like it it's less about writing and what you can bring to the table writing as much as it is just like hey can you uh stand here and push this button for eight hours a day all right you're hired you know right. what I mean? like can you literally just write words on the page okay come on aboard because we've yeah. got to have somebody to write this right we don't quite have the scripts in place to allow uh, artificial intelligence to just shit this thing out. So but we we're working on it. Yeah, we're exactly, working on exactly. it. Yeah. It, it, it also, it just made me think like Tom Hardy. I, I want to know the research he did for this. <laughs> I don't know that he knows what a reporter does. You know, he definitely doesn't know like how they look. They don't look like Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's like in this trailer, you have uninspiring action scenes you have bizarre world building that has no context other than like um that that like i feel like you either need to make a trailer that basically like lays out the rules of your world and its premise or you just go for like the the images trailer like the off kilter, mm-hmm. I don't really know what I saw type of thing. Where it's like, we're just trying to like overwhelm your your visual sense, you mm-hmm. know? I kind of feel like Wrinkle in Time did that. Where it's like, here are all these crazy images. We really don't have much of a story going on here. And not a great film. <clears throat> but we'll cut it together just kind of overwhelm your senses and make you think like, oh, I haven't seen that before. But like Venom tries to say like, hey, we got the goods. And here they are. Tom Hardy running through a log, a motorcycle being launched a hundred feet in the air mm-hmm. and Tom Hardy being brought back on it like an X games move yeah. by venom. And just these bizarre acting choices that out of context just seem ridiculous, yeah. you know? Uh, it's, it's just a bad trailer. Yeah, it's really bad. There it is, our sure. inaugural what makes a bad trailer segment? <laughs> I think that's good to lose another subscriber or two, maybe. <laughs> sure.